Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. how you speak on uh, themes, investor having themes and picking themes in which they invest in. Can you uh, speak to that a little? Yeah, I think um, themes are really important. I like um, the idea of sound money as an investment theme. So I would be investing in Bitcoin. I like the idea of autonomous protocols and platforms. So there are a bunch of crypto assets you can buy like, you know, Ethereum and Solana and some other ones that are about autonomous protocols. There's another one that's interesting called governance tokens. These are different types of assets because they're almost analogous to something like stocks or equity. Um, you can think of uh, equity as, as like the claim or a right to cash flows after a business has paid all its ex expenses. And that's a right. The, the governance token has a right to, it's a different right, but it's the right to vote on the maintenance and upgrade of that blockchain. And so you, you really have power, democratic power to be able to, you know, scope and see how this is going to be upgraded, what features it has. And then ultimately, if it's generating cash flows, how those cash flows might be disseminated. And so- Can you give um, an example of a governance token? Yeah, um, something like Compound. Compound is uh, it's a platform where you can go and lend and borrow cryptocurrencies. It generates interest rates uh, for borrowers and for lenders. It takes a fee, you know, the software automatically takes a fee for some of that. It also gives out Compound tokens for participate participants as incentives for using the, the platform. And so people want more and more compound tokens because they, you know, then they can you know, vote on the compound blockchain. And so uh, with compound tokens, when they have upgrades or when they decide to add different crypto assets or um, you know, sometime in the future, they may vote on you know, distribution of revenue. Um, and so um, these governance tokens can be valuable if the community, if, if, you know, all these blockchains are economic communities, right? And if there are incentives in there, and if more and more people are using that value is getting created. And if the value is getting created, then the right to govern that value is also going up. And so this idea of governance tokens are really valuable. When you talk about so the well, thank you. When you think about a few more questions, when you think about volatility, can you speak to the volatility and um, kind of the trends that have happened uh, and then kind of contrast it with fiat and, and our traditional um, means of what we consider money? Can you talk about people? Well, I, you know, you think about, I think it was, was it 2020 that the, a lot of crypto, it was kind of dead or didn't move, or there was a point where, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is, it's done, it's over. And then there was a surge and then it's, you know, there's, it's up, down, up, down, up, down. But when you talk about that in the long term, and I know it's been a short window, it's not 50 years to be able to evaluate or even a hundred years, but can you speak to what you're seeing with volatility and people's concerns about volatility of cryptocurrencies? Yeah, it's painful. Uh you have to really ultimately think about this as a technology first and we're 
just really in the early phases of it. And so um, when something is limited supply and then um, when it can, it's, it's reflexive, it's very reflexive. And so what that means is it, when it goes up, it goes up a lot. And when it goes down, it goes down a lot. And so, um, you know, we hope and theorize that as it becomes bigger market cap, multi-trillions of dollars, the volatility will diminish. Uh, and ultimately when it becomes more and more adopted and used, then the, uh, the volatility will diminish. But the, the volatility is hard. How you handle that is through duration and through position sizing in your portfolio. So that's why you would put only, you know, say 5% of your portfolio in something like, you know, Bitcoin or crypto assets or more if you can handle volatility and know that you're going to use duration. Um, anybody who's had Bitcoin longer than 3.25 years, so three and a quarter years, has made money on Bitcoin. So as long as you help, had held it that long, you didn't lose money. So with volatility, you just, you have to have uh, commitment to duration, to holding it, and, uh, you know, having position sizing, having it not too big of a position in your portfolio. When you, uh, when, when you talk about exchanges, uh, do you leave, do you purchase and leave your purchases on exchanges or what is your feeling about wallets? That was a friend that told me to ask you that. They, they had a list of questions that they said, ask him this, ask him that, ask him what he thinks about the exchanges and, and the wallets because he lost a, a little bit of money in a test. He, did, he said that he didn't know what he was doing and it had him verify here. And then, you know, somebody got him for, you know, let's say it was a couple hundred bucks. And he said, I wasn't sweating it because I was testing it anyways. But he says, can you ask Mr. Ryan about um, wallets and the exchanges? What is his feeling on them and how he personally, what he does and what he would do for your clients as well, you know? Yeah, so it's a little bit different for me because I'm an institution and I hold it or I have it custodied uh, by a third party on behalf, on behalf of my clients. But, and, <clears throat> and I need to do that um, you know, for regulation reasons and, and other reasons. Um, I think eventually in the long run, everybody needs to have wallets and, and personally own and understand how to use wallets. But that takes knowledge. It takes a while to figure out how to send, you know, Bitcoins around and how to manage a wallet safely. Um, I think it's okay in the beginning to, you know, for a while to just keep it on exchanges, provided that you have good security precautions. So good security precautions include using two-factor authentication and using whitelists to limit the addresses that um, your currency can be sent to. So if you have good strong passwords, if you have two-factor authentication, and if you have whitelists, I think uh, keeping it on this exchange is a, a valid thing today. Whereas in 2017, it was uh, more risky, I would say. Um, but really in the, in the future, you know, ultimately not your coin, you know, not your keys, not your coins. You know, you, you want to be able to have, these are bearer instruments. These are, the value is within the holding of them. If, every, if something goes wrong or goes down, you want to have 
them in your possession. Um, if they're in an exchange, they're not technically yours, right? Um, and so not your keys, not your coins. Ultimately, you want them in, in wallets. So, so years when I, I did the set it and forget it with the little bit that I put in and I had used one Binance and I think it was 2017. And then, you know, some of my peers who had actually been watching their stuff were, were like, hey, you know, you can't, you know, Binance got shut down or something. And they said, you got to go and get it off of by this date. And, you know, they said, let me come to your house and I'll put it in a wallet for you. And so they did that with a good portion of it. There's some still there, but my I, I didn't understand it because they were saying, they said that they were explaining to me about wallets and saying that, you know, you want to make sure to have it in your possession versus the, the exchange was a good introduction for you, but you need to have it in a wallet. So right. your feeling is, like you said, if it's not in your possession, then it's not yours. Um, are, do you believe there are um, good ways for people to pick or do you have a criteria on how people should evaluate wallets and even learn about wallets is there have you found resources and information for people to read up more or study because you know the learning curve of even picking the right wallet yeah i you know the general standard is that the the hardware wallets are, are better so um there's a couple makers of hardware wallets um there is a service called casa that is very reputable uh they only handle bitcoin but it's a very strong um, uh, uh, wallet or service of a wallet because it has uh, it does multi-sig, right? You have to have multiple people sign off. And so uh, that one is a third party, um, but you do have the wallet. So, you know, uh, a hardware wallet like Ledger or, um, or a service like Casa, I think are, are all pretty good. But it takes a little research um, and figure out which one works best for you. Um, I think it's okay to keep things on exchanges, but you want the ability to be able to put it on a wallet and know that you have it. Yeah, that's important. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.